now it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. You're against abortion, right? I'm definitely against abortion. Okay, good. So basically you're against the murder of children. That's what that's the logic. Why are you wasting everyone's time here then when black people are getting murdered, making this protest, but you're trying to save lives by being against abortion? It just makes no sense. Why are you pro-death penalty when you're against murder of children? It just, it literally makes no sense. Why are you supporting gay people killing themselves because of your logic? It just makes no sense. You guys are supporting murder, but you're against the right to my own body. I just don't get it. Okay. At all. Hey, your name is Cheyenne? Yeah. Okay. So, Cheyenne has a great question. I'll get to you next, sir. Stand in the box there, and I'll get you to you next, okay? Respect Cheyenne. So, Cheyenne's question was, I, because I am abortion... Or, I'm sorry, because I am against abortion, uh, Cheyenne feels that I am against women's health or her choice. Now, that's a misconception that a lot of people have about Christians and people. misconception. You're telling me what to do with my body. My turn, then your turn, okay? My turn, then your turn. You ask the question, I'm answering. Okay, so listen. The misconception is that I am against a woman's choice because I am against abortion. That is not true. I am all for a woman's choice to choose her health provider. I am all for a woman's choice to uh, whether or not she does something with her body. What I am against is the murder of unborn children. You see, what is inside of a pregnant woman's body is another body, so it's not hers. It is another body, and we've learned that that is the truth from these Planned Parenthood videos, which have come out and showed that Planned Parenthood sells body parts for a profit. Now, ma'am, are those body parts your body? Are those body parts another Actually, I worked for Planned Parenthood two summers ago, and so I don't know why you're anti-Planned Parenthood. I met people who were raped and who became pregnant from their rape, which was not their choice, okay? They didn't choose to have that body part inside of theirs. That was a violation of their rights, and that's what I worked with, people who experienced that. Then they were pregnant, and they didn't want that body part inside of them as well. So they chose to get rid of it. I don't understand how you could possibly be against somebody not having a child that they didn't choose to have when they were violently assaulted. Okay, Cheyenne, that's a good point that you brought up. Uh, You didn't answer my question, though. What's your question? My question was, was when an abortion happens... And Planned Parenthood pulls the body parts out, and they sell those body parts for a profit. Are those body parts part of? What are you talking about? Part of your body or part of the baby? When they sell what body parts? There's lots of videos and news reports about Planned Parenthood selling the body parts of aborted babies. 
What body parts are you talking about? What? Are you kidding me? Where did you see that? You saw a video of body parts of babies being sold? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Yes, he is. I don't. You can beep it out. You can beep it out. He said that eighty percent of aborted fetuses get sold for profit. Where is this coming from? Show me the news reports, please. I would love to see them. I will. I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. So I'm gonna ask a second question, and then I'm gonna go to someone else. Okay. After you watch the news report, you come on back. Okay. So thank you so much, Diane. Her second question was, am I, am I against uh, abortion even when someone is raped? The answer, thank you, sir. I'll answer my own question, okay? Thank you. So listen, I am against the abortion of unborn children because it is murder of children. So if a woman gets raped, you are against abortion. I am against she has abortion. To have that baby that she got forced into having. Yeah, when they Let me explain, okay? Don't talk over me. I'm trying to respect you guys. You respect me. I do have a microphone. Answer my question. Um, Without any of the bullshit, I, I, you know, like, answer then be quiet. Out. Sir, if you can't be quiet, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. All right? Give me respect, and I will give you the same respect. Excuse me. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, do you want me to answer this question? Do you want to know the answer of whether or not I think rape is whether I think abortion is wrong in the cases of rape? Yeah. Who wants to know the answer? Okay, I see a couple over here. You you ask the question. Anyone here want to know that answer? Yeah. What's your answer? Okay, there's someone here. Okay, the answer is this: abortion is wrong because it is murder. Okay. But what if you didn't love? Hold on. Let me answer the question. Abortion is wrong because it is murder. No. Do I think Excuse that me. rape? What about if the female? Ma'am, thank you. Thank you. You can step to the back, okay? Ma'am, thank you. No, I'm trying to answer the question. Thank you. Okay. So anyway. Do you not care about people who kill themselves who are raped? I'm trying to get that, ma'am. But you won't let me talk. You're not answering that. I think abortion is wrong in all cases, including rape, including incest. Now, does that mean that I am against the woman who was raped? Or am I against women who incestual relationships against her will or not? No, I'm not against that. I think that's horrible. I, I think it's horrible that a woman would be raped or that anyone would be raped for that matter. I think it's horrible that someone would, would be incest with their sibling. But that does not mean that you should murder the child. Let me let me ask this to the audience. You'll be next, Miss. Okay. Let me ask this. Why would you punish the child for the crime of the father? Why would you punish the? the you'll be after her. No, 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 no. I'm answering the question. You just asked me a question. I'm answering the question. He wants me to answer it, right? Okay. So. Why should you punish the unborn child for the sin of the father? Correct? Okay. Well, basically, you said, why should you punish the child? So, the funny thing is, in that sentence, I'm thinking, okay, since we're all children of God, so my thing, it be, it would be, it would be, well, but if we, my whole thing is, my whole thing, if it's a child, 
who carries that other child. So it, who? So so both are being punished in a sense, right? So which one? So which one are we? Are we? Are we? I'm saying which one are we protecting? Because I'm saying if it's a child. Like not not I'm not talking about a teenager, but if it's a child carrying another child due because of a rape, which which child are we referring to in this in this case? That's all. That's all I'm. So are you are you punishing the woman because you're making her carry the child that was conceived in rape? No, because she was already had to deal with the rape itself. But if she goes through with abortion, which is murder, then now she is guilty of committing murder. So, what should so, she do so now the father and the mother are both guilty. Okay, so what should she do with it? What should she do with it? No, no. What should she do with the baby? I would encourage to, to keep it and raise it. Many people can help her. I would encourage adoption. Lots of Christians um, adopt the baby. Yeah, definitely can adopt it. Um, I would encourage her to talk to a crisis pregnancy center. So what? 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 Um, what about in situations where? Where? No. Well, no. What about? Okay, but what about? Then I just want to stay on the same page. What about situations where it's dangerous for the mother to to actually have like? Or like, it, like no, but no, but women have died giving birth to children. That's what I'm, that's all I'm saying. Like women have, like, I'm, I'm, did I make that up? I don't know if I made that up. Like, yeah, that's fine. Okay, uh, okay. I don't think this is on. Um, so, um, what I was wondering is if you are, I understand you're against. You say abortion is murder. Okay, so say that the woman is going to that if she carries this child to full term and she. Is going to have this baby and she will not be able to make it through the delivery that it will cause her to give up her own life in order to have this child because people die in childbirth all the time they can't especially in other countries you know and third world countries where they don't have adequate health care so how would you justify a, a saying that abortion is wrong in a situation where the mother is going to die herself Okay. By carrying this child to full term. Okay, that's a great question. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah asked a question. She, she wants to know uh, why abortion would be wrong in the case of uh, saving the mother's life. For example, ectopic pregnancy is a big term that you hear, where it, you're basically choosing between the life of mom or the life of the baby. And most people choose to have an abortion to save the mother. And I understand that that is a very tough issue, and that is a very tough decision that women make. But what you're doing when you choose the mom's life and you choose to have an abortion in that case, you are saying that mom is more important than baby. And just like they were doing... Uh, I mean, a life of the mother who is a you know living, breathing, walking around, may have other children, has a family, is more important than the life of an unborn child who has not been brought into the world. If not stepping in and saying that you know this is you're able to do this, you are choosing the life of an unborn over the life of someone who is okay. alive. Let me address that. So, just like they were having the rally for Black Lives Matter, I believe. All lives matter. 
Your life matters, my life matters, everybody's life here matters, including the life of those who are unborn. No, 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 no. I'm not saying more. And yes. no matter what case, it's wrong. Yes. And you're choosing an unborn child over the life of the mother, no, then you're saying that that child, that an unborn child, is more important than the life of the mother. I did not say that uh, the unborn child is more important than mom. I did not. Mom is just as important as that. Yet you still feel abortion should be illegal across the board. Absolutely. I don't understand. I, I don't understand your reasoning. I think all lives matter. I think that would be a very tough decision. I think for someone in that situation, you would definitely need prayer and lots of counsel. And Don't lean you on would that. definitely Don't want to talk to a pastor it. and probably a crisis pregnancy center who could help you address those issues and decide what would be best. Now, I personally would say you should not abort. You should seek as many possible options medically to save both lives. Right, I understand, but, but if you cannot save right, both lives, right, and I'm getting that, that right now. the child should be if, saved over the mother? If you can't save both lives, I would leave it in God's hands. I would let God, God's plan take its place. Okay, thank you. So, thank, uh, everyone give her a round of applause. Thank you, Sarah. That was a great question. It was. Your Listening to Witness Radio. Ratings. We don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio with Ryan Muriak. <coughs> but we like Ryan. <coughs> we do. Just go to witnesstalkradio.org. My question is, why do you follow a Bible, right? That has been written over by man over and over and over again. Because I, I personally believe that religion is a way to control people. I personally believe that. I, be, I don't believe it's a way to control people, but I, I believe it, it could be a way to control people. It is. You understand? So, and knowing how evil man can be, because man is very evil. You understand? We can use also use that and had it premeditated before time, before this time, to control people. Now, there was a game I used to play that was called 21, right? When I was a kid, right? So technically, it's 21 kids in a, in a classroom, right? So you would tell a kid one story, and it would go through all the kids in the class, but it would never come out the same. So the question was, why do I trust in a Bible which has been written over and over and over again? Uh, basically, you're asking, hasn't it changed over time? Kind of like a game of telephone. It has. It's not in, it's and why should it be taken literally with all the contradictions Sir, and atrocities in the Bible? So I'm addressing Jordan's question. And Jordan wants to know about the Bible and why I trust it. Okay? Now, many people could come up here and talk about the historicity of the Bible. The historicity of the Bible. Thank you, sir. It's not your turn. Okay. So, it's not. You'll find the answer if the history is a word or not. Just answer the question. Don't pay mind to nobody else. Don't pay no mind. Answer the question to me. Don't pay mind to nobody else. Why do you believe in that? History. Why do I believe in the Bible? Why? Because it's been written over and over by men. Listen. Here's why I believe the Bible. Okay. It's not because of the historicity of the Bible, okay? That's not what made me put my trust in that word. What made me 
believe that my trust in the Word of God, this thing right here, the Holy Bible, is because God saved me. He changed my heart and He opened my eyes to the truth to let me see that this is true. That's what I believe in God's Word. It's because I was a sinner, but I didn't know it. Okay, many people think they're good people, but then they they don't realize that they've broken God's law, that they've sinned against God. You see, the Bible says that all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. How many here have lied before? I'm raising my hand because I've lied before. Okay? The Bible says that no thief will inherit the kingdom of God. How many pe people here have stolen before? I've stolen before. Okay? That makes me a thief. Okay? Here's another one. Using God's name in vain. Okay? You know that's a commandment. I've used his name like a curse word before. You've probably used his name like a curse word before. You know, saying Jesus or Christ or God in a derogatory way, in a way that does not give glory to God. You hear it all the time in movies and music. And that's wrong. That's called blasphemy. And the Bible says God will not hold you guiltless for taking his name in vain. So listen, I realize that I have sinned against a holy God. And I realize that the punishment is a lake of fire, is eternity in hell. And the reason I was saved was because I didn't want to go to hell. I searched and I sought for a way out of hell. And here's what I found. There's only one way out of hell. There's only one way to escape that fire. Because none of us are good. You can all admit You've all lied or stolen or used God's name in vain before. So we're all guilty before God. And when he judges you on judgment day, he will say, depart from me, who I never knew, and he will cast you into the lake of fire. We all deserve hell, but there is good news. I found a way out. I found a way to escape hell. And that's why I'm here today to warn you and to share with you how you can escape hell. We've got lots of great questions being answered here, but here's the main point. Here's the reason we are ultimately out here today. It's because we want to share the good news, the way to escape hell. The way to do that is by putting your trust in Jesus Christ. Who's Jesus? Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God that was slain for the world. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. I think this guy had a question. Okay, I'll answer that question in just a minute. Jesus Christ came to this earth. He lived a perfect, sinless life. He died on the cross. He rose again on the third day. When he died on that cross, he was paying for the sins of mankind. And he says, if you turn from your sinfulness, repent, and put your trust in Jesus Christ alone, you can have eternal life. You can escape hell. So, to sum it up, repent of your sin, put your trust in Jesus Christ, and you can have eternal life, and that will help you to believe in what the Bible says. Okay? Pray to God. Ask Him to open your eyes to the truth. Okay? I've studied other religions. None of them have been true. Because here's the difference between Christi biblical Christianity and every other religion. Okay? Here's the difference. Works. 
And here's what I mean by that. The, the, uh, every, every world religion says you have to do something in the hopes of getting to heaven. And they're not even sure if you have done enough to get there. You ask a Muslim, you ask a Mormon, you ask a Jehovah Witness, you ask a Buddhist, they will all tell you, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going where I'm supposed to be going when I die. But Christianity is sure. We know that if we are saved, we are going to heaven when we die. And you can be sure if you repent of your sin, put your trust in Jesus Christ. You can also be sure if you don't do that, because if you reject it, if you reject the Bible and what it says, and you reject Jesus, he will be cast into a lake of fire because of your sin. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel, not only in the way that they live their lives, but how to speak to the campus community about the gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. You're listening to Women's Radio. So, okay, let's suppose we had never heard of the Bible or the Quran or the Bhagavad Gita or any specific holy text which presents a specific example of either multiple deities or one single monotheistic deity. Do you think then one could prove the existence of, in this case, a monotheistic deity simply through the use of pure reason? Just reason. Could we get to God through reason? That depends on if the person is already presupposing against God. Let me explain. For example, an atheist already presupposes there is no God. And the Bible says that the fool says in his heart there is no God. So they, according to the Bible, are already being unreasonable. And you cannot reason with someone who is unreasonable. Does that make sense? So if someone is not being unreasonable, absolutely. Okay. And roughly, 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 how would one get there? I know we don't have time to go into centuries of apologetics, but roughly, how would one get there? Okay. Well, a very simple example or analogy would be, you look at the ground here, and we see the hexagon shape of the, of the different bricks. How do you know that someone created that brick and laid it on that ground and made this beautiful pattern here? How do you know? I don't. You don't know someone put that there? Not sure. You're not sure? Not with 100% certainty, no. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're being a little unreasonable because it's pretty easy to know that someone put that there because it's there. We know... I know. I'm, I'm essentially certain that it's there. Okay. We could argue to that point, but to argue that someone put it there would probably require a little bit more than we've done. Right? Okay, so we need some certain evidence that someone put it there. So, I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I can see that. That's, that's the evidence right there. Someone made it, someone put it there because it's there. I mean, that. Let, let me ask you this. 
did that happen by random chance? Almost, almost certainly not. Put, put an order like that in, the, in this beautiful uh, design. Did that happen randomly? It, in philosophical terms, you know, I can say it might. Did it actually happen by chance? This is this is a weird conversation. This is a weird conversation. It's like two different languages. I can't. I I feel we- I shouldn't have asked the question. I'm sorry. How can you believe it? How can you believe in hell when nobody has ever proved to you a place like the Lake of Fire where you don't burn for ten minutes, you burn for all of eternity, viciously, and that's from God, where God is supposed to be something so positive, and it's written that there's a hell when it's clearly been written to to put fear in the people, to manipulate the people to come to their side. So how can you believe when if you're a smart person you know it's been put in the Bible to manipulate the people so they'll come to their side because God would never create a, per- a place where you burn your soul is tormented for all of eternity and you're in pain and yeah. Levon asked a great question. Well, it's actually kind of two questions and I'll address them both, okay? Right. So how can you prove that hell or the lake of fire exists which is a great question. The other question before I forget it, is how could a loving God create such a place and send people there? Well, the Bible says that the spiritual things cannot be understood by a natural mind. That means basically that someone who is unregenerated or not saved will not understand the things that are in the Bible. So that... Then how do you understand it? How do I understand it? I've been regenerated. I've been saved. Okay. You asked the question. Okay, so continue, continue the answer. To a, to a natural, to a naturally minded person... Okay, Leron? Leron? Listen, listen. To a, listen, Leron. To a naturally minded person, which I'm assuming that's what you are... I think uh, the mind is really, the, to be honest, the mind is limitless. You could create your imagination. I could create my own religion tomorrow and put many different things in it and have people come to my side. So, Leron here has a naturalistic mindset. Now, I don't mean it's a re- no, Listen, I, I'm not talking a religious mindset. I'm not talking a spiritual mindset. I'm talking a natural mindset, a mindset that is not that has not been changed by God, that has not been transformed by God. The Bible talks about the renewing of your mind. It talks about giving a new heart with new desires, making you a new person if you are saved, if you have turned from your sinfulness and put your trust in Jesus Christ alone. Okay? So if you don't believe, if you haven't done that, if you haven't repented of your sin and put your trust in Jesus Christ, then you have a natural a natural mindset and you will not understand spiritual things. But if you have been saved, you will understand that the Bible is true and that what it says is true. And here's why, because God wrote the Bible and God has put that knowledge in your mind, in your heart, that you know what it says is true. For example, if you've ever lied or stolen or use God's name in vain, you know that what you are doing is wrong, even if you've never been taught it, because God has written that on your heart. You know it's wrong to lie. You know it's wrong to steal. You know it's wrong to do those things. And the Bible says, 
Here's why people don't like hell. The Bible says all liars will have their place in the lake of fire. Okay, so listen. Whether you've lied or stolen, maybe you committed murder, or maybe you had lustful uh, thoughts, you know, thoughts that are not uh, pleasing uh, sexually, which would be adultery of the heart. The Bible says you would go to hell. And the reason people don't like that is because they're liars or thieves or adulterers or murderers or whatever. They, they don't want to go to hell. And, and listen. Okay. Right. Naturally. Naturally, right? Naturally. They, knew, they knew that's what we do because they're men too. And they just put a, they categorized it as sin. That way they can manipulate us. That way they, that we can feel embarrassed by our natural or, or by what we do. Like, when you, like men and women. They know... They know how we react and they use that. They use that to control and manipulate. That's why that's the exact blueprint of Christianity, Judaism, Muslimism. Every religion is all for power. It's ridiculous. When you're a kid, when you're a kid, you don't get it. When you grow up, you see that we have that capability. We know our minds are limitless. Like I said, we were made to create. We have creativity. I can any person can create. There could be a million religions out there. Any person can make a, make up his own and and preach it and that's that's really that's nothing. What it is? I do believe in God, but it's uh, it's it's not. Leon here. Okay, Leon. Yes. He, he doesn't like organized religion. He, he's against it, but he's not against God. The problem is this: that Leron has cr- has created an image of God in his own mind to suit himself, which is called idolatry. Which is it's just like any other thing, like saying there's an apple and you see an apple in your head, you see, you see a banana, you see a banana in your head. God is the same. It's not a different image. It's God is God. It's just nobody can prove anything. Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.